This is On the Block with Stricken Nate. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big Eight tournament champion. And hokey homer turned Husker, Nathan Brennan. Everyone knows that I'm the smartest person here. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Stricken Nate. Thirsty Thursday to all of you. My name's Nate Brennan. He's the Husker Hall of Famer, the nine-year NBA vet, the Eric Strickland. You're listening to On the Block 93.7 The Ticket, 402-464-5685, Sarder Amon text line, Honda Link hotline. As always, we want to hear from you. You can also check us out on the Sarder Amon Jewelers video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter. Give us a like, subscribe, share on all of those platforms. Interact with us as well. We greatly appreciate each and every one of you that has already subscribed and shared. Strick, we are brought to you by... Mary Ellen's Food for the... So... So... (laughs) (laughs) I had to go an an octave higher. I think that's what they call it. I'm not really much of a, a musical genius over here. Uh, but yeah, Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. Got great soul food, 27th and Pine Lake, the place to be. If you're getting off work, go ahead and head over that way. Uh, treat yourself. It's Thirsty Thursday. Treat yourself. Head over, check out Charles and his crew. Tell them that we sent you, too. Uh, on the block. Tell them the On the Block uh, crew sent you. Strict, before I have you break all this down, uh, I'm going to go through some of the numbers for anyone who maybe didn't catch up with the game last night. So Nebraska will fall to 6-4, and 0-1 in the Big Ten after their loss against Indiana Hoosiers at Assembly Hall in Bloomington, Indiana. Final score in this one, 81-65. to uh, Interestingly enough, uh, eight-second scratch, no Sam Greasel. Kase Tamanaga will start in his place, play 26 minutes, drop 11 points. Uh, pretty efficient shooting, went 5 for 11. Uh, interesting note, all but four points were scored by the starters, and the only other points were scored by Sam Greasel with two free throws and Blaze Keita on one shot, both of those coming in garbage time. Um, C.J. Wilchers, your high-scoring man, he drops a season-high 22 points. Uh, Derek Walker, 11 points on the game, five rebounds, still pretty efficient, didn't take too many shots, five for seven. His efficiency keeps up. Jawan Gary just can't get anything going from the field. He goes one for six, 0 of two from the three-point line. Uh, Nebraska is also, unfortunately, the the rebounds did not work in Nebraska's favor for this one. Out-rebounded 28 to 21, something that uh, was definitely helpful in the Creighton game and and especially some of those games over uh, during their ES be an invitational, uh, especially Florida State, who's a bigger team, which is always uh, nice to see. So, Strick, break it down for me. A, a tough game for Nebraska. They're playing without Sam Greasel. Safe to assume that they were going to take a dip. They end up losing this one by 16. I, I kind of consider this game a wash. You're coming after an emotional win. You're in Assembly Hall. You're playing one of the best players in the country. You don't have one of your top three scores. There, there was just kind of everything – spiraled for Nebraska and fell apart at the last second. So this game is kind of a wash for me. Uh, Break it down for me. What do you got? So it it comes down to this. 
it's it's more nuanced as well than just <clears throat> the typical aspects of missing a player. Um, one of the hardest things to do is to go into a, a row game with a hostile environment after you have prepared and worked on a certain style that you're going to play. There's probably sets that you had been working on. There's different things about the game that Lineups. you have prepared. Yeah. Um, mentally, you've prepared. For example, Kase Tamanaga has been playing and understanding what his role is going to be coming in. The whole time he's prepared, he's been working with the second team because he's knowing that he's going to be coming off the bench. And you get thrown a wrench in the middle of – of like like short term like this this isn't like you had a, you know a couple days to prepare last second scratch your, yeah. last second scratch right that's a tough thing to do so you're not only losing one of your a strong rebounder you're losing um, a, a potential mismatch situation I don't know if it would have changed anything because listen Indiana's very physical if you could have watched that game or you didn't watch that game you would see um, their style obviously Mike Woodson I you know I, I've you know, played against Mike Woodson teams in the NBA, um, just always going to be hard-nosed guys. They're just hard-nosed. That's the way he played. And when you're talking about the way they ran guys off of picks, meaning that they got into their bodies and the refs let them be very physical. And so you have to be able to match that. I don't think they did that. And so you're dealing with a few of those situations and you come out and you miss nine of your first ten shots. No bueno. No. I'm not listen, it happens. Um, I thought that they did a good job of not allowing it to be an absolute blowout, but you know, Indiana jumped out to a fourteen two lead and they did it with guys that for them too were unexpected having unexpected career nights. Right. Right? So you have that. And then then here's something that, that I think changed the momentum of everything. They're down eleven points. With about 40, I think it's about 45 or 49 seconds left in the half, they have possession. They got a turnover. I think it might have been either from a charge or, or some form of a turnover. They have the ball, and they're going down to score. They turn the ball over. Okay? They come back on the other end. They're able to get another turnover. So you're down still 11, able to cut the cut the lead down under double digits, going into half with some momentum. Right. On the road, after you've played horribly right. in the first half. You turn the ball over, they go down on the other end, and they get a dunk. I think it was either, yes, it was a turnover to a dunk to end the first half. So instead of going down under double digits, you're down 13 now going into the half with Indiana having the ball coming out of it. That's a tough thing. So puts you in a tough spot. So listen, they did some good things. I'm not gonna even come out here and just act like this was just a total bad game. I said watch out for Tamanaga or watch out for Wiltshire to have a, a good game mm-hmm. after that's kind of been their cycle. One of those guys, if they have a bad game, they one of them ends up having a good game the next night. They still played pretty well, um, even with Derek Walker getting into um, not getting into his full bag. Right, he still had a very efficient night uh, for him, does, yeah. doing what he does. And 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 so now you've got to throw Jamarcus Lawrence into the mix, who hadn't really been playing a lot of minutes. You got to rely now on Denim Dawson, who's not really a scoring threat. So that's your that's your energy coming off. You need to get steals. You need to get turnovers. You need to get in the open court. You need to get in the fast break. But 
those guys aren't those push probe type of guys. Bandit Mills, not that type of guy. Um, they don't really have an assist guy, a guy that can break down outside the of Greece. Outside, outside of Greasel. And so there's there's where their problem lied, and, and that's what ended up happening. Uh, the game still seems to be really fast for Breidenbach right now. It just he's it, 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 going to take him some time yeah. to really just figure this out. But um, not bad. I mean, listen, another thing you got to you got to think about, guys, um, listening in right now. Uh, and, and give me your opinions as well. 402-464-5685. Another thing you got to think about is this Indiana team with the hard-nosed play, top 15 team, takes a drubbing at Rutgers. And then they have to come back after taking that drubbing. A Mike Woodson, you know, hard-nosed team. They probably got – They got smoked. They, they got, got reamed they out. Got they yeah. probably was in film room getting tore up. And then they have to come back and play – against that team at home. That's, that, that happens sometimes. Yeah. That's, that's how it is. Tough spot to be in for Nebraska. I'll bring it down here a little bit more in a second. Wanted to give a shout-out to Ellie and Braylon listening in right now. Husker Power. I love it, guys. Uh, shout-out to them. Thank you, BJ, for texting in always. We appreciate all of you guys listening. So shout-out to Braylon and Ellie. Husker Power, guys. Um, let me ask you this, Strick, because this is something that's that's fascinating to me because this seemed more of like a, a Derek Walker last year game in the sense that he has 11 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists, kind of doing it all over the place, very efficient 5 for 7. Out of all the starters outside of Juwan Gary, who had a very rough night from the field, he just couldn't get anything going, he took the least amount of shots. I don't know enough about this team. I don't know enough about Derek Walker's game. I don't know how it translates with and without Sam Greasel. So my question to you, I would have liked to see Derek Walker take more shots. I would have liked him to, t- to get the ball a little bit more. I know that's not always what he's done. I know especially last year he was kind of like your bruiser down low, get the offensive rebounds, get your easy shots. Damn it, have Derek Walker take 15 shots a game. Yeah, he, he is your best efficiency. player on the court. He's mm-hmm. efficient. He can possibly get Trace Jackson Davis, some other bigs in foul trouble, which, especially in the Big Ten, getting these guys in foul trouble would be huge. He's the guy that gives you that option. So I, I just like solely looking at this stat sheet, I want you to, to break it down from an offensive perspective because I look at this stat sheet, I see 33 minutes, and I see seven shots from the floor. If it were me, I would have said, "Give it to Derek. Let him let him go in his bag, as you say, and let him take some shots. Like e- even even if it's not as highly of an efficient shot as he normally takes, I would have liked to see him take more." Well, I think they were trying to do that, and and the and the problem with how it was happening is they were trying to run offense at d- different times to him. Uh, they made some a few bad passes, right. and and they, they ended up being some turnovers, but also. Uh, Derek got in a few situations where he ended up turning the ball over himself, whether it be trying to dribble into too much, you know, uh, uh, you know, into into like not double teams. They weren't double teams, right. but pinches where he somebody have, was pinching down to try he to had just five turnovers. He had five turnovers. Right. So that's what it was. It, it looked like there were situations where he was trying to do something, and he got himself into a little bit of trouble because they were really coming down hard and pinching where you wanted to have kicks. A there. great game plan. It was a great game plan. And and that's where I think there there was uh, a little bit of hesitancy to, to to go to him in certain situations once that happened because 
you know, you don't want them to have a, a super bad turnover night where some of it turned out good, some of it turned out bad. Right. I, I just see, I, I look at that stat sheet and I would have liked to see him take a few more shots. Is this is this the concern for this Nebraska team having one of their, their starters go out? Because like I said, uh, the only point scored in this game were the starters outside of Sam Hoiberg and Blaze Keita, who both played in garbage time. So I just look at this too. Those are my biggest takeaways. Was one Derek Walker? I would have liked to take more shots. Um, he did turn the ball over a lot, which made it a little bit more difficult to get him the rock. If you're without one of your starters, or say Casey, is this bad news for Nebraska? Because the way that I'm seeing it right now, they're about six deep. You got yeah, they're six, about six, maybe seven maybe if you seven. want to throw in Breidenbach. But right now, it looks like you're six. Yeah, deep. you're six deep. And that's why I think losing Greasel that night really threw off <laughs> threw off things because, yeah, you, you didn't really have much that you felt that you can go to. He really gets them into the offense. He's been doing a good job of uh, of basically uh, getting them settled um, after some of the lessons that he learned early on. And Derek, it's, it was normally going to be your um, your exit strategy or your uh, pressure relief valve. As opposed to really your your mainstay leading you in your assist right. category, right? That's not really his job, and so you you lost out on that, and 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 then that, that that happens. You know they've got a chance to redeem themselves. They're going to get a chance to do the same thing now. Come home, bounce back, and hopefully get a big one um, at home on Saturday. Yeah, playing it against Purdue at PBA on Saturday. We'll break a lot of it more down tomorrow, Strick. I want to get your thoughts on that, but uh, just initial thoughts because I I hope we don't play this yo-yo seesaw game with Nebraska. Nebraska basketball this year. I mean, I guess it's always nice to get a win, but this uh, Sam Greasel's out. I think you have to take this game with a grain of salt, but how does this make you feel going to the Big Ten? Because this is the first Big Ten matchup for Nebraska. Uh, They were outplayed on both sides of the ball. You don't have Sam Greasel. Just thoughts moving forward into the Big Ten because it's about to start heating up here pretty soon. Well, I think it's it, it can be. I'm not saying it is. I think it can be very similar to what they use their early non-con schedule to be, which is to make them learn to to rise their raise their learning curve, um, get a good feel on on the types of competition that they're going to be facing, and to face this early on in the season. This type of schedule in the Big Ten is gonna, I think, can bode well for them. They're gonna have a couple more uh, non-conference games that can be tough for them. Kansas Definitely State. the Kansas State yeah. game that's gonna be coming up. That's gonna be one that's gonna help them as well. But I think um, if they stay with the same formula, and the formula is, as Bandamil said, we heard, take care of home. If you take care of home, you do what you have to do. You compete. You win the ones that you're supposed to win, and maybe clip a few that you don't. Then you're you're okay. That they're going to learn these lessons uh, from that, and and how tough the schedule was up front. Uh, this is what Thunder says, and and I, I kind of agree with his with his take here. He says, "I feel fine just because of the simple fact that at no point in time when I was watching us last night did it feel like we were completely out of the game as it has in previous years. Felt like we were always hanging on, and there was a chance, whereas before there was no way. And I think that's just kind of the makeup of this point. team. And I, I think that's kind of what Fred, Fred Hoiberg is going for too. Is yeah. that we're not going to quit. We're going to keep pushing and." Even if everything goes wrong, you're going to play hard. And yeah. there, there is no quit. And I, I think that for what it's worth, you, you can appreciate that. You can definitely appreciate it. Appreciate and, that. And, and the crazy thing about that is, it, as, as Thunder had said, they had a chance on multiple occasions 
to get back into it. I mean, they cut it down. They, they, they got just under double digits and then it would be a turnover or it would be something that would happen or they just didn't finish at the rim or it was just, it was just little things that could have changed the whole trajectory of that game, but it just didn't happen. Right. And there's going to be games, especially in the Big Ten. That's how it goes. If you're playing on the road in the Big Ten, look, it's a tough conference. That's going to be the case. want to make sure to get this breaking news to you guys because a couple of you guys mentioned this on the text line. We we broke it down a bit earlier or earlier in the first hour. Uh, Tony White, defensive coordinator for Syracuse, officially taking over as Nebraska's defensive coordinator under head coach Matt Rule. Uh, our, our first thoughts are 3-3-5 defense. Syracuse, one of the better defenses in the ACC this past year. Uh, Syracuse, two. Uh, we also had a texter make up a good point. I think we're going to figure out. Now, I don't know how it works. I don't think he can coach for their upcoming bowl game against Minnesota. But we're still going to see the same personnel. I would assume the same scheme. So I think a game against an actual Big Ten opponent that has had your number for a few years now should be a little bit telling. Because Syracuse is going to play against Minnesota in a bowl game. Yeah. So that, yeah, I mean, you're going to have an idea of what it's going to It's like. going to give you an idea, and mm-hmm. I, I don't think he is going to be eligible to coach. I'm not entirely sure how that's going to shape out, and I don't know what kind of contract he's had with Nebraska. I don't know if he, he had a stipulation that he can still coach the bowl game. I'm not entirely sure about all that yet, but uh, we're going to know, and, and we're going to know what it's going to look like against a Big Ten opponent, and uh, we're going to have Jay break that down too because the schematics in the scheme behind it too, I, I want to know a little bit more. A three-three-five. just hearing that concerns me a little bit, Strick. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I'm assuming that that's probably designed to get a few more athletes on the field, mm-hmm. which is faster, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, stronger, more athletic guys mm-hmm. in the field. So we'll have to see. But uh, Tony White, officially Nebraska's defensive coordinator, uh, we'll be we'll be giving you guys some more coverage on that throughout this show and also old school. DP will jump in here, Jay Foreman. They can break some of that down for us as well. we got to take a quick break. But we're going to have Andrew Alex, 24-7 Sports Breakdown, some bowl games across college football. Nebraska might not be playing, but that doesn't mean there are not a lot of great bowl games to look forward to. We're going to have him break him down. See if he agrees with the Heisman finalists. See if he agrees with the playoff selection. Stay with us on the block. 